0: Hello and welcome to DigFinVox, Voices in Digital Finance. I'm your host, James DiBiazio. If you like the program, remember, sharing is caring. So please give us a like, subscribe, share it with your friends, share it with your enemies. My guest today is Nikki Ramsey. Nikki is Singapore-based CEO and founder of CardUp, a fintech dealing in, you guessed it, credit cards, but it's a very fluid environment, highly competitive. Very dependent on the kinds of deals that Nikki and her competitors can cut with banks, with payment processors, and with the companies themselves. Nikki, great to have you on Digfin Vox. Thanks for joining.
1: Thanks, James. It's uh, great to be here. Thanks for inviting me today.
0: Let's just talk a little bit about uh, Cardop's evolution as a, as a business, as a way to highlight what else is going on in in card payments. Um, you know, you start off more of a, a B2C, direct-to-consumer model. You've evolved that into more of a B2B. Why, why is that? What, what's, what's happened there?
1: Yeah, so um, you're totally right. When I launched the company, we were uh, more B2C, so really helping individuals um, make use of their credit card to pay for for sort of big ticket items that they couldn't put on card previously. So imagine for example, paying your taxes to the government on a card. But I think we really quickly saw um, that we had businesses using us. So particularly SMEs and uh, realized that we perhaps hit on a even bigger opportunity which is actually um, to help businesses make use of an available line of credit which many of them have already sitting in their pocket, right, which is the correct card um to essentially defer their, their payables um to their vendors and um so it was through the, the sort of the uptake that we saw from businesses that we dug d- deeper into that spoke to customers um and just realized the power of sort of expanding and evolving um our product into the b2b space so it's not to say we don't have the consumer product but i think uh we really believe in this sort of universal pain points around businesses needing cash flow and sort of payment automation so we went off down that track and have sort of evolved the business ever since and now um, operate a really sort of two-sided platform that helps with both payments as well as collections um really helping to simplify the lives of business owners by bringing everything into kind of one place
0: what's the difference between what uh, a company like CardUp does versus like those fintechs that are in um in factoring or uh you know invoices uh stuff like that is do you see yourself as um uh Competing with them, or are you offer yeah. kind of service, or or are the kinds of yeah, if, expenses involved here so different that you you would never kind of come across those types of companies?
1: Yeah, I think um, a couple of things on that. One is that caught up on the team and myself and the team, we we are at our core like payments people and payment specialists, and so whereas a lot of those companies are sort of approaching it more from the lending perspective, um, so there is definitely sort of some overlap. But I think you know, really the core expertise for for those guys, is more on the lending space, and ours is more on the payments. So when you think about the the benefit that we're bringing, whilst it does have an element element of improving cash flow and working capital, there's a lot more to it. I mean, we're really like a, a software company, so it's you know payment automation, it's receivables, it's um, helping um, kind of even with communication between a buyer and a, su- a supplier. Um, and I think we actually partner with with some of those players. Um, so you know because we don't directly um lend currently uh, we can often partner up with them if we see a company that needs sort of additional credit beyond what we can offer uh, through our core products so um, i would say you know some similarities um, and then the final point is also just customer segmentation i think a lot of those players have also kind of cropped up to serve perhaps a segment of the business market that haven't been able to get um financing through the more traditional means maybe you know a, a traditional bank player um, at card up we tend to whilst we do serve that segment we tend to also have a, a you know a large segment of customers that are actually more of the sort of banked players because we work very closely with kind of banks and financial institutions uh, who are giving them the credit line because um, right, they have a card to begin with. with
0: they've got a card to begin with so it, they've got to have exactly.
1: a bank pocket, right yeah exactly
0: and when you're working with a, a, an SME or maybe a, an owner of an SME if, if that person might be considered a, a, an individual uh, do they tend to be using cards that are from the, the the consumer side of a of a bank or are they on the acquirer yeah. side and does that
1: matter um, yeah so it's a really good question so you mean a consumer versus a commercial card right a com- right. corporate card yeah and um, it's well, a really but- good question
0: well, both, both consumer versus corporate, but also, you know, when in that, you know, the classic four pillar payment structure, right, you've got the, the banks that are providing the cards to the, the buyer, and then the banks that are providing the, the to, to the merchant. So I don't know if, if that's the same question, or if there's a, a nuance there.
1: So from a merchant acquiring point of view, so yeah. in terms of like, uh, collecting card payments. Um,
0: yes.
1: Yeah, so we, uh, I would say that on the buyer side, um, a lot of our customers do have most of our customers have a card from either, either a consumer card or a corporate card, but they have a card product. On the um, recipient side, uh, that's definitely not the case and that um, the, the whole kind of purpose of our solution is that we help uh, merchants that perhaps haven't been able to adopt um, the existing payment gateway solutions or, or even the merchant acquiring solutions that the banks offer for, for a host of different reasons. And We have a product line called Card Up Collect that kind of comes in to address that and help those helps those businesses. It's popular, particularly amongst more traditional kind of offline companies. Maybe they haven't got the technical expertise in-house to kind of go and hook into an online payment gateway. And that's really, really where we come in with this kind of no-code solution.
0: And where's the growth for you right now? Uh, Because you've got these different angles to what you do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I think we kind of have 2 we're like firing on two cylinders in a way like one is around kind of product development and and diversification, Um, you know, there's just so much we can do and it's actually one of the challenges within the team because um, there's no shortage of like opportunities and pain points that we hear but it's of course, you know, how do we prioritize those um, and how do we deliver like the most value back to customers fastest. So that's kind of one work stream, and then the other is regional expansion. Um, So, as you may know, we we, um, expanded last year into Hong Kong and Malaysia. Uh, So, there's a lot to do there. Um, And whilst the pain point and the sort of that we're solving and the value proposition um, is very similar, um, you know, the markets are also have their nuances and their differences. And that's, you know, obviously one of the challenges with scaling fintech across this region is the fragmentation um, and how. Whilst we we have adopted a pretty similar go to market approach, there are certain uh, ways in which we've had to localize.
0: Do you see any changes, improvements on that front, or is there any discussion around harmonization or trying to make lives <laughs> easier, or is it or, <laughs> or is this going to be the eternal, the eternal are, on, Exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, we fall under in, in Singapore, we fall under the Payment Services Act, so we're licensed um, by the MAS. We hold a number of different licenses, um, and I think you know, what we do see is obviously other markets um, looking to that and looking at what Singapore's done instead of taking a note out of the regulators book here. Um, and I think that might be a great step in, in the right direction in terms of harmonization from a regulatory perspective anyway. Um, I, hope, I would hope that the regulators are, you know, keeping that in mind and looking at um, how other markets in the region are approaching some of this legislation. Um, but ultimately, from a local kind of payments infrastructure perspective, unfortunately, there's still a lot of you know, disjointed connections yeah. and so on. Hmm. Well, well,
0: there's a lot of new opportunities in your in your business uh, and, and businesses like what you do. Uh, how durable are these different ideas? Uh, for example, if you, um, I think last year we, we spoke and uh, you know you mentioned that COVID had created an opportunity where car you know, SMEs were not using their credit cards for travel and entertainment because, you know, they're locked up and they couldn't travel. So maybe they could use it for something else. Um, uh, if, if that's the kind of activity that, that fintechs are able to jump on, are those one-offs, one-hit wonders, um, or do they lead to enduring kind of business opportunities? So how, how fluid is the, the space?
1: I mean, I think it's it's extremely fluid and COVID's just kind of made that even more so. Um, but I also think that, you know any any entrepreneur um, probably knows it's, it's really about kind of con- constantly evolving and, and keeping up with market trends but also listening to customers um and especially in the payment space or fintech space in general because it's just so dynamic and there's so much happening um and so it, you know i don't think i don't think any of um us in the fintech world sort of believe that the product you put out sort of three years ago is just the only thing you're going to need to do in the business Will you know we'll, we'll, we'll just grow and and and, and and become a very large company just with that it's constantly sort of an evolution um, and either adding new products or services or sort of um staying maybe staying focused on on the mission but deepening the way in which you sort of deliver that um and execute on it
0: what what do you think are one or two of the big trends right now that are going to impact your business and this you know the use of fintech plus cards uh to, to create new opportunities for for small businesses
1: yeah i mean i think the great thing um about the space we're in is just sort of how um the shift in the market shift has taken place in the last sort of I would say accelerated by COVID probably in the last year to 18 months around SME digitization and in particular a sort of willingness to adopt digital solutions or technical solutions um I think there's still obviously a skills gap around that and it's also probably I, I believe it's very complex for a lot of business owners. Uh, being hit with so many different solutions to really understand the intricacies of each one and how they can benefit them. Um, so I think we as sort of the FinTech community, we need to do a really better job or, or you know, make that easier for these business owners. Um, but the great thing is that there is this you know, intent and drive to move to kind of cloud-based solutions to automate, to digitize. Um, and so I really feel like you know we're very much in the right time and right place from that perspective. Um, and then the other major trend that we're seeing is, I think, um, quite a big focus on cards in the corporate space. Actually, um, you know, I think there's obviously been a lot of debate uh, around the longevity of cards, particularly in this kind of part of the world. Uh, when you look at a lot of sort of new payment methods that are springing up, um, but obviously what we've been seeing in the U.S. and I think that trend's followed over here is just the um, uh, the rise of sort of non-bank card issuers. Um, yeah. So there are some very, very large players already in the US um, who have rolled out corporate car products and really kind of filling a, a gap in the market or a need that the banks aren't addressing currently. And I think we're seeing that same trend happening in this part of the world.
0: Yeah, um, what are one, what's an example or two of companies that are doing that in, in Asia?
1: Um, well, here in Singapore, we've got companies like um, Volopay um, or Aspire, mm-hmm. um, both of who are offer, offering uh, corporate car products. Um, not, not the only thing they do, but it's one of many product lines.
0: What's what's where do you fit in that? Because uh, on the one hand you've got banks that you're partnering with, yeah, uh, and and you sort of offer them a a way perhaps to stay relevant as virtual banks are coming yeah. up. Aspire obviously would be in that in that VB category. Um, what uh, so are virtual banks your your friend? Are you helping <laughs> banks compete against them? Uh, how do you kind of navigate that? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's a really interesting one for our business model because um, we've always taken a very heavily kind of partnership driven approach. And I think that's kind of continuing actually, even with um, all of these different players that are coming up uh, or up and coming. Um, so we've partnered traditionally with the banks. Um, and I do think that's a very specific customer segment, um, you know, that probably the likes of Aspire um, are not really tapping into. Um, certainly, kind of the, and it's a benefit for us, right, working with the banks, we get to perhaps, um, Uh, get to work with customers that are more at the enterprise level or larger corporates which is you know can be very hard to find those opportunities um, as a you know smaller fintech player uh, without having an investment in very very large kind of enterprise sales team right so um, I think that's you know quite an effective model and it can bring uh, it's a win-win it can bring benefits to both sides. Um, But as we think of more sort of digital players coming out, um, there are still opportunities and ways in which we partner with them. In fact, we partner with like peer-to-peer lenders and even some of the card issuers. Um, It can be our collections product or it can even be just providing our sort of payments infrastructure to some of these players to help solve very specific payments problems that sits within their own platforms that maybe they don't want to take on themselves. Um, So we have sort of different permutations of different partnerships
0: owner business owners have a lot of choices right now they have they have to do things differently but there's a lot of competition out there they're getting pitched by by banks by visa mastercard by by you know other fintechs out there um you know i guess when it comes to the card piece of it what's what is that value proposition now? How is that changing? I mean, we talked about helping them, you know, with get access to some, some financing a little bit sooner and stuff, but yeah. is that the real I value think, proposition? No,
1: I, I think first and foremost, it's really about two things. One is automation and one is kind of control controls, right? I think for um, what, what, what Cards brings um, is the ability for um, a business to, you know, track spend across the company in a very digital way with all the right reporting tools. And it also um, means that the business owners or the, or the finance head of finance can put certain controls or restrictions on the ways in which different team members are using those card products as well. Um, so it can be a very kind of just seamless expense management solution. Um, and I think that's why some of the FinTechs we see in the card space, they haven't even launched a credit line yet actually. They're just focusing on really that expense management piece first and foremost.
0: You 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 live by your partnerships, but you could die by your partnerships if those partners decide to move on with a different model. So how how uh, how I guess how deep is the moat that you've got here, uh, Nikki, in terms of having a, a proposition for a bank that makes them decide that it's going to be sticky? They're going to they're going to grow with you as opposed to they say, you know, we could probably. these fees to ourselves and we could serve a lot of this ourselves if we maybe if we just upgrade our own Mm. technical expertise. What's I I think
1: it's all about understanding their requirements ultimately and that's always what we've done and and, you know the solution that we offer to the banks today actually looks very different to three years ago Um, but we've evolved it and we've you know we've structured it in a way where both parties can benefit so I think we're not um, you know, we're not saying that, oh, this is exclusively sort of our service and, 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 you know, and, and if this is theirs. then if they could, I think it's, it's much more of just getting around the table and working out with them and saying, you know, what are you trying to achieve? And ultimately, there's always going to be um, an element of like speed and, and probably user experience that tech companies can bring to a financial institution uh, that they can't do in house. So, you know, it may look, the partnership may look quite different with different banks. It does look very different with different banks, because to your point, some banks um, are much more, you know, much further ahead in terms of being able to offer, offer some of these sort of SME digital services themselves. Not just card ups, but, but you know, across the board, they, there are banks which overlap with many other fintechs in the market. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really just understanding their requirements and how we can structure things in a mutually beneficial way.
0: What do you think the business for you will look like in a year or two from now? If it's changing this rapidly, you've already gone through um, a metamorphosis uh, more than once. Uh, where, what, you know, you're looking at the way the world's going. Uh, what, what do you think you'll be doing? Uh, you know, Where will CardUp's Edge be in, in a year or two?
1: Yeah, so I think our, our vision is really to sort of back to the point of simplifying the lives of business owners by bringing everything in one place, the sort of one-stop shop. So, you know, that obviously means that there's a lot we can do. We have this sort of three value propositions around automation, cash flow management and sort of rewards. Um, and I think everything that we're building out is sort of deepening the way in which we deliver that value. Um, and obviously that, 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 that is a huge task. There's a lot, there's a lot of, uh, of, of problems to be solved and ways in which we can sort of execute on that.
0: Yeah, because rewards is kind of how you and a lot of your your bre- your, your brethren, your competitors in the space began, right? That was the, the starting point. Are rewards still a, a lucrative part of the value proposition?
1: I mean, it's, it's, it, it is. And I think it's really interesting. And maybe it's also sort of a testament to the markets here and sort of the consumer mindset, which um, is very savvy around sort of uh, being able to save money through rewards and rebates. Um, so we still see that um, demand. I wouldn't say that it's our kind of core, um, like the way in which we, we, we go to market. I think we're a lot more than that. So it was certainly at the hook at the start, but now we're a lot but more it's, than it, that. It's now.
0: hard to make money, right? Because you, you mentioned the savvy consumer, uh, you, you know, people know a deal. Um, so I guess this leads to the question of overall, you know, what, what's the path to profitability uh, and, and, you know, where do you see the revenue streams going?
1: Yeah. I mean, we've been, we are a very transactional, you know, we have a transactional revenue model. Um, I think that's evolved though over the time, over time to include multiple different transactional fees. So, you know, in, at the start, it was just a sort of transactional fee on the actual payment itself. Um now with products such as the invoice automation sort of uh, features that I, that I, that I mentioned, you know, that could be actually in terms of, the volume of invoices you're processing. So there's there's different um, there's different revenue streams that we have.
0: Um, Is there a point where you're going to have to think about actually becoming a, a lender yourself?
1: Uh, it's definitely something that we are uh, <laughs> looking at. Um, yes, uh, I, I think um, I wouldn't go as far as to say a lender um, because um, I do believe that they're fundamentally very different sort of expertise and skill sets. Um, to do both very well, um, but of course we touch the cash flow management space. So of course there are ways in which we can like deepen that. And I think uh, you know one of the really interesting trends um, at the moment is the entire sort of buy now pay later mm-hmm. um, solutions. And you know that that that's an interesting model because it's you know I think that's the sort of hybrid between payments and lending. You know again I wouldn't say that they're a lender they're a payments company but they obviously touch on on lending. So um, I think that feels like a closer fit to our business model than to say, oh, we would actually become a sort of right. full
0: okay. lender. Yeah. So that, that, that could be the next um, arrow in the quiver would be uh, some sort of buy now, pay later capability, either doing it directly yourself or, or helping a bank or someone else uh, do it themselves.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a natural sort of progression in terms of um, I think the value we can deliver, and we do already have some some um, some solutions that we offer to a small group of customers around that.
0: Okay, um, and last point is I guess what's the vision for you in terms of the the business itself uh, um, get big and uh, become the 800-pound gorilla in this space in Asia <laughs> or uh, get acquired um, or or something else? What what do you you know what what's the Maybe not the end game, but the the longer term vision.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this is such a super exciting space to be in at at this time. Um, I mean, the the sector is just very hot across the region and there's so much transformation and the speed of change. And I think probably for the first time ever, we're seeing um, innovations coming from Asia and sort of being adopted back into perhaps the US or Europe. Which is very different to sort of ten years ago. Uh, I think when we saw a lot of the innovation coming from that what, part of the world.
0: Yeah. What What's one great example of that?
1: I mean, all of the super apps mm-hmm. that are taking place. I mean, that's that's something I think that you know the the, the players in 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 the US have really sort of taken note of. And uh, but it, that wasn't it, really a strategy.
0: Yeah, but is that something where like a, a fintech like CardUp is? Is I mean, are you trying to get onto? You know, a grab or a go to or a see kind of uh, experience, or how, how do you kind of turn that into something for a, a fintech like you?
1: Um, I mean, it, it's it's uh, very very different. I would say it's not that that's definitely not a sort of strategy we're we're pushing for. And I think back to staying true to you know what we're really good at and 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 how we can serve the customer. Um, but I guess sort of where I was coming to on that is that um to answer your question about sort of the the end goal um, i think it's a really exciting time to be in this region for that for that reason and so right now we're just um really busy kind of building and making card up a much bigger regional player
0: nikki ramsey thank you so much for joining me and talking about what's going on in card fintech
1: <laughs> thanks thanks